It's a dark day for the almighty Dead Set Legends. We are in Dead Set Disarray, to be brutally honest about things. Three co-hosts of this show, three different states. It is absolutely extraordinary what's going on here. And uh, complacency's got the better of us, I think. And I'll start with you, Callum Ferguson, because I look down the line here. I see you in country Victoria. There's a beautiful 80s feature brick wall in the background. What the hell is going on, please? You know, that brick wall is something out of Boogie Night. I reckon it is taking us right back, right, right back. But uh, it has been nothing short of pandemonium trying to get Tom Rockcliffe organised this morning. (laughs) I've taken a a takeaway pack with me from Triple M's Adelaide Studios. Plug and play, just get it organised. Rocky's in an actual studio. I'm in a motel and he can't get anything done. So at least we're going to air Tomo. Hopefully we can hear him in a second. Uh, Rocky, this is deflection at his very, very best, I believe. (laughs) He's off to make... Serious cash that, uh, well, I'm, I don't even know if it's going to be declared or not. But uh, anyway, he's going to have to go play a game of cricket. We'll get more out of that later on. But Rocky, the former skipper of the Brisbane Lions, haven't you had a hell of a 24 hours, mate? <laughs> yes, good morning, good morning, Adelaide. What a uh, 24 hours, or last 12 hours. I'm sitting there, 12 minutes to go. I'm about to jump in my car and drive down the freeway to get to get to bed. So I'm up early and fresh this morning. The lights go out at the Gabba and we get delayed for 36 minutes. Stunning turn of events. No one still knows what's happened. Um, the lights still aren't on. And then we've had some dramas this morning trying to get me to air. Had to, uh, I thought the power was out here. We, we lost vision. We lost audio. I could see you. I couldn't see you. So we're on air. We've finally got there. But uh, up and about, certainly a uh, massive game of footy last night as well. Now, Fergus, I think yes. we found out a little bit about our man pig. Because, God, doesn't he really go from zero to 100 quickly? He wanted heads to roll from this company and all sorts. <laughs> he was throwing every man and his dog under the bus. <laughs> About you know, you know what? And he was pointing fingers at everyone but himself, Tomo. That's what I noticed. <laughs> so I'm in Adelaide. You're in Brisbane Rock. And where are you, Fergus, please? I'm in stall. <laughs> you just, know, the stall gift, the sprint race. Absolutely stunning that he's gone away to take money to play cricket again at again. another venue. He, I thought he learned his lesson when he went over to India and he nearly got the divorce from the wife. Oh, no. He's gone and done it again. Rhiannon's very, very supportive. Don't worry. She, <laughs> we back, are rock solid. I'm hearing back-to-back days of golf into a cricket trip down in country Victoria that should have been one night. Two nights. It's turned into two, three-night bender. Well, I just had to make sure that we were right to go for the show this morning, guys. Couldn't afford to be in the car trying to do it. Could I do it properly? I'll take things very seriously on the Dead Set Legends. I just find it a real slippery slope. Obviously, being the Australian legends in India, and it has ended up in stall. <laughs> Well, thankfully, my teammate Brad Hodge is going to be here, so he'll be able to put an arm around me and and show me what the strings are over here. I'll tell you what, you'd want to strap in for the next couple of hours here, Adelaide. It's going to be a whole heap of fun on the Dead Set Legends. We have no idea what's going to go to air, so let's have some fun. But Jay-Z Clark is going to join us next to find out what happened at the Gabba last night. It's a massive game of football today. Two of them, actually. The Adelaide Crows taking on the Tigers, and then Port Adelaide trying to get it done over in Melbourne against the Collingwood Football. Football Club. 1047 is the text line. Morning, Adelaide. <whistles> 11 minutes past 9 o'clock for your Saturday morning, Adelaide 104.7 Triple M. It's the Dead Set Legends. Tom Rockcliffe, Akau Ferguson, and Tom on time to get the latest in the world of football. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. AFL Newsbreaker, Jay Clark. Jay-Z Clark, huge game of footy last night uh, between the Melbourne Footy Club and the Brisbane Lions, but overshadowed by the power. What's going on? 
Yes, I tell you what, good thing they're taking a big bulldozer to the Gabba there, Rocky. Uh, it is an outstanding honour. They've got the Olympics coming up in 10 years. Oh, boy, wow, we, they better get that power sorted before the biggest show in the world comes around. But uh, certainly a very interesting night. I'd like to be a fly on the wall in sort of the um, venue management meetings um, this morning because they've got to get that uh, sorted, the old... The old lighting issue, which caused havoc, like with the commentary and the media right across the board. So it was all sorts of um, things happening and it, just a weird old night. But some big headlines to come from it, really. I mean, Brisbane, just didn't they smack Melbourne in the mouth out of the middle? Really reasserted themselves after last week's disappointment as a genuine premiership contender, clearly. But what about the story around Max Gorn? So hurts his knee, plays you know, a couple of minutes in the game. I've spoken to Melbourne Football Club this morning and there is genuine concern that he may have damaged that ACL. So mm. best case scenario, it's a medial ligament injury injury, excuse me. It, you know, and that can be two to four weeks, four to six weeks, something like that, six to eight weeks at worst. But he's already had two ACLs on the other knee. It would be just I think devastating for the whole game, really, considering how much we love Max Gorn if he has hurt the ACL. So at the moment they can't rule that out. They need to check it. They did tests last night, and they were inconclusive. So he's worried. The football club is worried. We'll find out later this afternoon whether they lose probably the number one player in the game in Max Gorn, and what an opportunity it is for Brodie Grundy. Interesting, last night, Simon Goodwin, after the game, I mean, they were belted out of the middle, like annihilated around the centre square, which is unusual. And Rocky, Simon Goodwin says afterwards that, oh, it's, you know, the centre square at the Gabba, it's a bit of an... Yeah, you know, different sort of surface, different to the MCG. What what is it like a Bermuda Triangle or something in the, in the centre square? What, why why is it so hard to play? And the Gabba, what's the what's the problem there? I don't know whether he was referring to the wicket, but centre bounce is so important because of the shape of the ground that you're one kick and you're deep inside fifty. So if you get belted out of there, it's a, it goes a long way to you losing the game. And and they were belted out of there by Brisbane last night. I'd I'd find it hard and strange that he's complaining about the wicket. If he has, I haven't seen that press conference, but uh, it'd be disappointing. And and just to follow up on Maxi Gorn. Um, B, Belinda, who does the, the boundary here, she said his reaction when he came off was a, a man that knew exactly what he'd done. So moving on from last night, though, Jay-Z, the, the Horn yep. francis Dacos battle yes. today at the MCG, massive. All eyes on it, isn't it? I mean, we know how polished um, Nick Dacos is and how slick um, and he's a beautiful man. He's a he's a beautiful football player. <laughs> but what about the contrasting styles with Jason Orn Francis, who looks like he could, if he's not going to run through a brick wall, he might just eat bricks. You know, like he's he's, he's, a, he's a tough <laughs> yeah. sort of ang- angry sort of looking unit, and he would just take one look at Nick Dacos and look. I'm not going to call it Beauty and the Beast, oh, but no. I just did didn't I? So that's sort of how it's um, shaping up in in that game. And oh, look, I just love. I tell you what I love about this Port Adelaide midfield is is how Ken Hinckley has just handed the keys, not to four kids, but to four players who are under the age of 24, like mm. Rosie, Dersma, Jason Horn, Francis, Butters. They are all under 24, and Kenny's just throwing the keys. So here you go, boys. So they'll come up against the might of Collingwood, the MCG. Looks like it's going to be a nice day in Melbourne today. And uh, I just think that real, that fascinating battle, they went high in the draft, Horn Francis versus um, yeah, Nick Dacos, of course. It's going to be a, a, a great storyline to come out of this game. So, Jay-Z, it feels like another year, another year for the Dogs and Luke Beveridge being under the pump early in the season. It's a big game for the Dogs against the Saints tonight, isn't it? Yeah, it certainly is. I mean, they were were destroyed last weekend by Melbourne. So, uh, you know, they come up against a 
And under Dunn, really, St Kilda side. I know they beat Fremantle last week, but with 14 um, injuries, you look at the midfield talent tonight. You've got the Western Bulldogs, Bonson, Pally, Lebber, McRae, etc. versus St Kilda, Steele. You know, it's so much more thin, isn't it? So the Mitre Ross line, he'll be trying to work out a battle plan to try and keep the ball off the Western Bulldogs. And if they go down... The number one story tomorrow you can absolutely put, put your life on it will be the Western Bulldogs, their poor start to the season, and um, and the struggles with this new key forward setup. So the stakes are really high tonight for Luke Beveridge and the Bulldogs. There's no doubt about that. Taryn Thomas, what's the latest here? It sounds very, very concerning, Jay-Z. Yeah, the, the club is really concerned. Um, I mean, speaking to North Atlantic yesterday, they are trying so hard to help yeah, Tarrant make meaningful change in his life. Like this counselling program he's doing is so comprehensive and multifaceted. There are all sorts of layers to it. And, you know, I think everyone, when they took him back into the club, everyone raised their eyebrows, right? It's like, oh, why? But it's like, well, this is the best chance for him to, to really help himself. Now, um, you know, with a lack of remorse, a lack of progress in this counselling program, it's the new plan. It means he trains away and he's really got to take some, of his own initiative. Now, his career is absolutely at risk here. Yep. I would say these next four weeks could be the most important four weeks of Taron Thomas's football career. And if he can't get things right, then North Melbourne will be looking at cutting ties with him. He is on his last chance. There's no doubt about that. And he needs to um, really make progress in that program so he can continue his football career at North Melbourne. Otherwise, it's going to be a, uh, a million-dollar payout and they will leave him to the side and, and push on without him. Jay-Z Clark, super again, mate. Enjoy the rest of the day. Good on you, boys. Thank yes, you. Jay-Z. Um, boys, found out throughout the week as well. well I remember it, it happening at the time, but uh, as per Taron Thomas there, the Crows actually went to draft him and North Melbourne matched that bid and ended up with Chase Jones. So could be a blessing in disguise there, Pig. <laughs> yeah, certainly could be. Now, um, with what's transpired, you just hope that Taron can get his head right and get himself right and be a better person overall. Yep, for sure. Now, after 9.30 this morning, uh, Fergus, we want complete honesty about what you're doing in a motel room this morning in stall, please, if, if that's possible, because it is just extraordinary circumstances. I'm looking at the picture you guys are seeing in my screen in front of me, and, and it looks shifty at best. I don't blame you. <laughs> we'll find out more after 9.30. Triple M. 104.7 Adelaide's Triple M, 21 minutes past 9 o'clock for your Saturday morning, Adelaide. 25 degrees and bliss outside. Don't worry about that. We have a massive show to get through still as well. We're going to try and catch up with Danny Daly, the footy boss of the Brisbane Lions, just to explain what happened last night when, uh, when the power went out there, Fergus. Yeah, no, something needs to be done about it. There's <laughs> been some issues up there. We've had four outages. I remember we, uh, what I made a massive hundred for the Thunder and we were marching to victory with McCullum and just, I'll make it about us again. Just make um, it about himself. Yeah, Tomo. that's it. McCullum and Lynn both out and all of a sudden the lights go out at two for 10, chasing mm. 190. Couldn't believe it. So there's a history up there. We need to get to the bottom of it. Were the Scorpions there watching, mate, or not? <laughs> No, they'll probably march into victory against the Victorian Bushrangers over oh, there. Just and scorpion. Just lose five Another for win. one in the last That's over. It. Another win. In the grand final. Death. Sorry about the WBBL win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Now, um, you were you were listening to the to the radio yeah. throughout the week there, Fergus? Yeah, no, I was deeply disturbed earlier in the week, Rock. I don't know if you, this came across uh, your desk at any point, but um, I was listening to the Rush Hour. Everyone's favourite drive time show, and uh, I'm sure you guys were, were listening in too, because our man was at the helm for the show this week, Rocky. And usually the, the ship shows. runs pretty. Yep, it runs pretty smoothly normally when Tomo's in there. 
Well, uh, let's just say things didn't run too smoothly on Thursday night, Tomo. <laughs> let's have a listen to this. What's he picked up there, please, Molly? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Molly. Do you get Molly. Molly. I think it's Tomo, but anyway. Andrew Juice Newton Jarman has. He is referred to our man, Rocky, Mark Tomo Thomas, as. Molly, I, I thought I was. <laughs> what is going on? I thought I was starting to get some sort of traction with Juice as well. You know, obviously I've been working with him for the past couple of years. Jumped in, everything was going smooth and beautiful throughout the week there, and uh, just rolls out Molly. Could can you believe it? That what's he okay. picked up there, please, Molly? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Molly, <laughs> Molly. <laughs> Molly. <laughs> <laughs> that that bottom lip is anything but smooth. That is the stiffest <laughs> lip you'll ever hear. <laughs> is he okay? A... Is he okay? I don't know. <laughs> he can't be. That, that, that's not someone operating in the okay sphere. You talk about the lights out at the Gabba. Are there any lights on up in Jazz's head? <laughs> What's he picked up there, please, Molly? Uh, <laughs> Molly. Do you get Molly. <laughs> Molly. Adelaide's Triple M, 104.7 on the dial, and we're also on Listener as well, L-I-S-T, and uh, it's the Dead Cert Legends. Tom Rockliffe, Cow Ferguson, and Tom, all thanks to Betfair. Fantastic to have those legends on board once again for a, a big Saturday morning here at the Dead Cert Legends. Very lucky to have this man on the line right now, the general manager of footy up at the Brisbane Lions, Danny Daly, joins us. Danny, good morning to you. Morning, boys. How we going? Ah, mate, we're on top of the world. Firstly, thanks so much for the for your time and well done on the win last night. But what happened? Lights out, mate. Lights out. Yeah, it's uh, bizarre, bizarre circumstances, weren't they? We were um, twelve minutes away from you know hopefully celebrating a good win and singing the song and getting out of there, and we're still there an hour and a half later. So yeah. I'm planned. Danny, can you take us into, into what transpired there? That you're coming, um, I think Melbourne were moving the footy, he gets to centre wing, the lights go out. What happened behind closed doors? We've we seen you down at ground level on the phone, you, Greg Swanner, a few different, trying to make calls. Can you take us what went through in those 35 minutes? Um, yeah, well, obviously, when the lights went out, it was um, a little bit of disbelief in what's going on, I suppose, was the initial reaction, but... Um, Obviously, all the, the communications had gone down as well, so I um, raced down from the box to the bench to find out what was going on and try and get hold of the AFL uh, guy down there. And obviously, there'd been a power outage at the uh, Wall and Gabbery, which we'd been advised of pretty quickly. But um, the issue was that um, there was also a bit of a fire in one of the towers. So um, we were we sort of had an idea about the 60-minute rule, but we weren't exactly sure what it meant, like whether... Um, you know, within 15 minutes, a decision had to be made about the 60 minutes or whether they had to wait the whole 60 minutes before making a decision. So there's a little bit of uncertainty about the the 60-minute rule. But once we got that, which was about 10 minutes after uh, the event happened, we, we sort of understood that it was an hour from the time the play was stopped. Um, but then it was a matter of, um, I think, the energy company coming out and trying to find the problem. And, yeah, so there was a lot of to and fro we were We were quite happy to call the game off, as you can imagine. Um, <laughs> but the rules are 60 minutes. And it was just translating all that information back to, you know, Fags and the, and the players because there's not too many people allowed to have phones on game day. So um, I was making a, the old dandy dollar dash down the straight at one stage for 100 metres <laughs> to get back in and let Fags know. And he was getting a bit angry. But, yeah, it was... It was one of those ones where we still didn't know until about 40 minutes after 
um, the power outage that the game was going to start in about eight minutes time. So then it was all systems go to, to get back out there. An extraordinary situation. Get, getting back onto the footy though, uh, look, your team obviously uh, making it through to the, the pointy end of the season last year, uh, tough first round loss. You must be pleased with the way the team bounced back at, on their home track uh, first up for the, uh, for the 2023 season. Yeah, look, um, yeah, we, it was very disappointing last week. Um, to Port Adelaide's credit, they were fantastic. But, um, you know, we were poor in a lot of uh, aspects of our game. And, and rather than go through um, everything with the players, the biggest thing we found was obviously the contested ball. You don't lose contested ball by 40 too often in, in footy games. So um, <clears throat> we reviewed the game pretty pretty harshly, as, as Rocky could probably understand with his footy background with coaches. But uh, and it was all about our contested ball. So... One thing about our players and our team is um, they're a pretty proud group. And, and in the past, when we've had losses like that, we've bounced back really well the next week. So, you know, we had great belief and trust in that they would do that. Um, and, yeah, from the first bounce last night, I think they uh, they had their energy up and their intensity up and attacked the ball really well. And um, we played a pretty good brand of football. So it was really pleasing from, from the club's point of view to, to get away with it with a win. The wash-up last week was all about young Harry Sheasel there, Danny. And, uh, well, it seemed like young Will, Will Ashcroft took that personally, mate. He was brilliant last night. <laughs> no, he was very good. Um, he's had a pretty good pre-season. And, um, you know, he was one of 23 last week that performed poorly. And um, like all the other boys, he, even though it was his first game, he was pretty disappointed in his game. So um, he bounced back well last night. He's... <laughs> He's uh, he's so clean. He's um, you know got a desire to, to win the footy and a desire to be the best. Um, and he trains like that. And he prepares like that. So uh, it was really nice for him to see him perform really well last night on the big stage. And Danny, just one more on on the lights going out. Was there any concern around the player safety and welfare going back out there and not having the full light capacity on the ground? It was only sort of about three quarters on. Yeah, there was. Um, obviously, you know, uh, Richie's our, our PA rep, so uh, I had a chat with him about it. Um, the AFL were adamant that if they could get the third light working, that the game would go would go ahead. Uh, for us, and this is just the club's opinion, like it's an hour's a long time, and, a, and 40 minutes is a long time for players to sit around and wait to see what's going on. So we were more concerned about players coming back out in terms of soft tissue injuries and, and the like. And, I mean, you can argue that Melbourne... You know, came out and kicked five goals and finished the game off well, but I suppose they had nothing to lose, really, did they? Um, but, yeah, we're, we're concerned about that, and I'm sure that, you know, there'll be discussions with the PA around that during the week. Uh, Danny Daly, thanks so much for joining us, mate. Well done on the win last night. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. It's taken me a while to get on the show, but I'm glad I finally got on there. <laughs> good on you, DD. Uh, you're a good man there. General manager of the footy up there at the Brisbane Lions. Now, Rocky, is that a... Do the, do the rules need to be changed there, you reckon? Because, you know, 12 minutes to go, hanging around for an hour. I can understand that Melbourne would be chomping at the bit to play, but like he just said, they would have been pretty happy to put the queue in the rack. Yeah, I think so. They certainly need to look at it. You don't expect it to happen probably ever again, but they probably said that in 96 as well. But <laughs> I think in the first quarter, you can understand waiting an hour, give every opportunity. But late in a game, like the last quarter with 10 minutes to go, waiting an hour is too extreme. I think you've got 15 minutes. If you can't get back out there, just, just put a line through it and away we go and move on to next week. Yep, I like that. Now, looking down at the line here, though, I'm in Adelaide by myself if you're just joining uh, the Dead Set Legends. Rocky's up in Brisbane and uh, Callum Ferguson's in stall. Where the hell? Yes. And we're going to figure out why next because I'm, I'm not happy about this, Rock. 
<laughs> what is going on? He's doing another cashy in the middle of nowhere with someone who soils himself at Ed Sheeran concerts. Yes. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Rock. You're one to throw stones. More cashies than anyone I've ever come across. We find out next here at the Dead Set Legends. Great dad, Betfair on board once again on the Dead Set Legends. Tom Rockcliffe, Cal Ferguson and Tomo. And we are finding out right now what is going on with Callum Ferguson because he's in country Victoria. Well, let's do this. We belong together. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Stories from home and away. Yeah, guys, I've found myself in stall, country <laughs> Victoria. <laughs> and it's been a... An interesting 24 hours, but um, I've, I've driven down from Adelaide uh, with Trent Kelly. Now, I think he's he's probably more famous for his Ed Sheeran uh, mm. poopy pants situation than he is for actually curating any cricket wickets at Karen Rolton Oval. But we made the trip over, and it's on the back of guys, uh, Brad Hodge, Triple M Cricket's very own, entering his fifth-year retirement tour. He's still on tour for uh, retiring from cricket and collecting cash jobs around the country. Uh, so I've been recruited into that, boys, and I'm playing a game of cricket for Manu Cricket Club in uh, country Victoria. It's a T20 today, boys. Well, they've looked after you because uh, you're down there in the motel room. That looks like a nice little $29 a night. And, uh, <laughs> at best. <laughs> at be- it's got the feature brick wall. It's got the brown mortar and everything in- inside of there, uh, Fergus, and two single beds, mate. What's going on, boys? Yeah, no, it's dead set, and I've just got the uh, the cleaners trying to bang the door down as we speak. They as have we go cleaners there, do they? They have cleaners. Well, trying to get... And you should see the size of Trent Kelly's bed. It's literally a shoebox. So it's it's all happening. And uh, look, it's it's going to be a great day. Uh, Manu Cricket Club are uh, having a cricket game against St. Arnold and uh, Brad Hodge, myself. Uh, Tim Ludeman's actually jumped off. Off the off the ship late, and Trent Kelly's entered himself into the fray. Popped a calf yesterday, so I'm not sure how he's going to go running in the bowl. But there's always something happening with that bloke. But it should be a good day. So you're not playing this game for charity or anything like that. You're just filling your own pockets. No, we're lining. Brad, we're, we're lining Triple M Cricket's very own Brad Hodges' pockets. That's what we're doing. I'll give you the hot tip. So you're so you're getting nothing to go down there, Fergus. You're just doing it out of the kindness of your heart. You no, I can't say stall. that's the case. No, I can't be honest <laughs> and look down the barrel and tell you that that's the case. But uh, it should be a good day. I'm looking forward to it, and uh, I'll, I'll walk away with a little something at the end of it. I'm sure. Rocky, I feel like the past seven days has all been been about one man, and that's C oh. Ferguson. <laughs> well, <laughs> now I didn't I didn't want to bring it up because I know it was a little bit touchy when he. <laughs> was away in India for seven, eight months last year, yeah, and, and, and it put uh, the marriage through the ringer. Yep. But, the, but I've never seen a bloke as happy as what he was oh. last Saturday nah. when he was off to the Kuyonga 150-year celebration because the wife had double booked, so she couldn't go with him. White hot I was, rock. I was flat, I was flat as a tack about so <laughs> He was up and about, could not believe how happy he was. He was fisting the air. He's like, what about poor Bluey? He's got to go with the wife. I get to roll solo. And then and then he's gone this week, Wednesday, Thursday, I'm yep. told, back-to-back golf, Correct. golfing outings, mm-hmm. not not looking after the kids one iota. <laughs> nah. that's, uh, that's a six-hour, seven-hour day. And then he's jumped in the car when it should be just one night and uh, decided to stay for two over in stall in Victoria. I'm hearing Sunday too, potentially. Yeah, late Sunday what, return. What is going on, Fergus? I'll tell you what. It, I'll tell you what's going on. It's been a hell of a week. <laughs> <laughs> it 
is extraordinary. What, he, what about when he eyeballed us last week and he said, can we pre-record the last hour because I want to get out of there and get down the pub quickly. Well, the crayfish is hitting the table at 11.30, 12 o'clock today, boys. So let's wrap this fair boy up. <laughs> Triple M. Six minutes away from 10 o'clock for your Saturday morning, Adelaide, the dead set legends, Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson, and Tom, we're going to catch up with Rusty as well, just after 10.30 this morning. Get the latest in motorsport. There's a whole heap going on. We're opening up the phones after 10 as well. When did the lights go out? Because it was extraordinary last night at the Gabba there, Piggy. (laughs) It certainly would. I think Jars can call in. He's went out a fair while ago (laughs) upstairs, but uh, (laughs) the phones are always open here at Triple N, so uh, on a Saturday morning, if you want to ever call in... In. And I think we've got someone on the line now, Jason from Valley View. Are you there? I'm here, guys. How are you? Now, you've got some breaking news for us. Yeah, I just hit my first ever hole-in-one on pass, the past 16 at Padawanga Golf Course. Oh, yes. Mate, well done. Congratulations. How good, Jason? I, I called it. I said, in the hole, hit it, bounced to the right, and then saw it to the left and lined up the flag and straight in. You've Have called you, uh, it as well. <laughs> that, that's fantastic. Fantastic. Have you called home and told the missus you're not going to get home until Sunday morning? No, nah, she's probably still asleep, so I'll creep in the back door eventually. Now, Jase, I've, I've, had, I've had about eight to nine hole-in-ones personally, but no one's seen them. No one's, no one's seen them. Is there any witnesses? Yes, we, I, we recorded me, me pulling the ball out the hole, and I have two witnesses, and it's on Facebook. Oh, well, oh, tag us in that, please, Jase, because we'd love to see it. It's Facebook no problem, Oh, perfect. I love that, mate. Congratulations and enjoy long and hard all weekend. Oh, oh yeah. it's going to be a long one. Yep. And we'll do, do that responsibly as well, Fergus, that's as right. always. Oh, that's right. Rocky, have you had one yet? I haven't had one. A beer? Or... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I've, I've never no, <laughs> You've definitely already had your first today, though. We know that. I think we might just be uh, moving on here, Dead Set Legends. (laughs) 11 minutes past 10 o'clock for your Saturday morning, Adelaide. This is the Dead Set Legends. Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson and Tom Owen. We're going to open up the phones right now. Let's get the beautiful Triple M family involved, boys, on 13353. When did the lights go out because of the Gabba last night? You were there rocking. It was something else. Yeah, it certainly was. Uh, Just about 12 minutes to go in play and uh, down, down the wing and... All of a sudden, it just went black out of nowhere. Lights out everywhere. I think one of the light bulbs caught fire in, in the uh, grandstands. It was all happening. Well, let's have a bit of a listen to when you guys picked it back up because you were doing it on a speakerphone. Here it is. Rocky, we'll start with you because we have to pass a phone around. Has anything ever like this ever happened? No, I've never seen anything like this at the Gabba. I think it happened at a big bash game maybe two or three years ago when Chris Lynn was captain. We had lights out, but... This is what happens when you rely on renewable energy for me. The wind blowing and the lights go out. It's time to get the coal back on the fire, get the lights back on. It's lucky it's not in nine years' time at the Olympics. If the lights go out on the world stage, where are we at, Brisbane? Come on, it's time now to put the coal back on, get the lights back on here at the Gabba. He hadn't missed the greenies there, Fergus. <laughs> I think he's put his flag in the ground, hasn't he? We don't know. There's, there's no second guessing where Rock sits on this. <laughs> Renewables. Wow. How do you bring that into it, Pig? <laughs> where the lights went out. The lights are gone out. What's happened? The, the grid's changed over. We need to get back to oh. reliable re- renewables are, are no oh. good. Oh. I didn't realise you'd signed for Palmer United already. 
That didn't take you long to get settled in back up there. You boys know that I'm not into my politics at all. Oh, no. So, what a myth that is. So I was listening last night and I'm like, right, okay. So you probably allowed one clip per call. That's what I've sort <laughs> yeah, of run man. with. And he wouldn't have gone again at anyone else, would he? Well, wrong. Have a listen to this. The Channel 7 commentators have had to run out of the ground because I think they lost uh, audio and stuff as well. Matthew Richardson sprinted across the ground to get off so play could resume. Brian Taylor. <laughs> he waddled for about four metres before he gave up, blowing too hard. He's still on the ground. They're ready to start play. And Brian's still dragging his heels. Get off the ground. <laughs> Poor old BT. Now, if you're going to clip someone, you'd want to get it right. What the hell is wattling? Yeah. <laughs> he was waddling. Waddling. What's like waddling, you, though? Like a duck. A waddle. <laughs> Yeah, waddle. Oh. Waddling. I'd love to hear that little clip back because I'm pretty oh. sure you described he, it as waddling. Yeah, I think was, you, you did put it as Z oh, in there, I reckon. Well, it, there was plenty going on, Fergus. Everything was there happening. Was Brian happening. dragging his ass. <laughs> the game was ready to start, and we had to wait for Brian Taylor to get his fat ass off the ground. <laughs> Inconvenient oh. times, the power went out. That's what we want to know. Was it? Absolutely. You know, and what happened? What did you have to do? Was it a couple of days or something like that? And uh, Pig, yeah. I know you got a story next of when you you were growing up in country Victoria. It was out there for a bit. Yeah, it was. We uh, we lost hot water, Fergus. Hope it doesn't happen oh, to you no. while you're over there. It's oh, no, no. a good chance to happen over here in school. Do they even have a shower over there? No, I don't know. I don't know. One triple three five three. Inconvenient times, the power went out. What was happening? Were there kids involved? Was there feeding? We really want to know. One triple three five three. Hit us up. We'll take calls next at the Dead Set Legends. Triple F. Fooies, how good? 18 minutes past 10 o'clock for your Saturday morning, Adelaide. And we're asking the question on one triple three five three. When did the power go out? Inconvenient times because last night, Rock, you were there at the Gabba, mate. And it was an absolute nightmare. Yeah, it certainly was. <laughs> Halfway through the last quarter, we thought, oh, it's all over here, Brisbane are home. And uh, unfortunately, the power come back to get them again, um, two weeks oh, in a row. Oh, no. There's a history of it. <laughs> no, no, no. Ferg, Ferg that just sprinted <laughs> straight over your head. <laughs> oh, straight over Ferg's head. Seriously. L- last week, the power got them. And, yeah. Uh, this week. No, no, no. We, we get Unbelievable. it. Unbelievable. We get it. What are we dealing with, we got Ferg? It. We got it wrong. Seriously, <laughs> Ferg mate. Ferg did not get it. No, I'm with you, mate. Uh, seriously, like, Rock's jokes. He should be doing a segment with Billy over in Melbourne. Mate. On, mate. They are dreadful. Well, I'll tell you what, he's actually funny when he's being serious because I listened to the call last night and I heard this. Rock, you will start with you because I have to pass a phone around. Has anything ever like this ever happened? No, I've never seen anything like this at the Gabba. I think it happened at a big bash game maybe two or three years ago when Chris Lynn was captain. We had lights out, but... This is what happens when you rely on renewable energy for me. The wind blowing and the lights go out. It's time to get the coal back on the fire. Get the lights back on. It's lucky it's not in nine years' time at the Olympic. If the lights go out on the world stage, where are we at, Brisbane? Come on, it's time now to put the coal back on. Get the lights back on here at the Gabba. What is There's going a, on? There is so much to unpack there, Tomo. I mean, for starters, he said he's never seen anything like it. And then in the next sentence, he says, it happened in a BBL game not that long ago. And then he starts going into politics, Tomo. Well, the, the thing that I'm worried about is, um, because that sounded actually pretty crisp, that was off an iPhone 6, what they were broadcasting to. Selling cross Australia might save yeah. a wage there. They're doing all right. <laughs> Just do it on the phone. Yes. Oh, um, speaking of, go at the blackouts. 
remember that blackout in 2016 or 17 it was, Fergus? I don't know if you were yeah. around in Adelaide then, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rock, but it was it was like statewide, wasn't it? Incredible. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't uh, there wasn't enough power uh, getting around the country, and we'd sold a heap off to Melbourne, and then That's we right. didn't realise we were short here in Adelaide. Like, <laughs> that was right. a bit of a that was just pandemonium, basically. Yeah, I remember being up in the hills, and it was a, a winter's night, and went round for a mate's house or something at the um, and had a, a pizza and a, and a couple of beers, and the, and it just went boom. The the power went out, and we had no no idea what to do. But he actually worked on the cockle train. Okay, that used oh, right. to used to leave from Mount Barker and go all the way down to Victor Harbour. That's it, yeah. And and he's like, so we're living, uh, we were having the pizza up in Mount Barker, and he goes, oh well, I'll just go to work and grab a Jenny and bring it back. <laughs> and I just said, okay. yeah, like it, like it. Let's do this. So we hopped in the car, went down there. Loaded up the Jenny, threw it in the back of the back of the car, and swung it back. And where it's like, right, this is our savior for the rest of the night. And you feel you feel naked when once the power goes out, you right. can't do anything. You know, we're so connected to your phones and the That's TV it. and whatever. Anyway, as soon as we we're like, right, we'll crank this up. Boom! First pull, broken cord. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> broken cord. What? Done and dusted. How does that even happen? Like, who writes the scripts on this stuff? I have no idea. We drop it back to the train station and the bloke in the morning goes, what's happened here? <laughs> Triple M. This motorsport update with Rusty is brought to you by Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Rusty, great to have you on board once again, great man. Good morning, all. How are we? Ah, top of the world. Don't worry about that. Now, Rusty, did I see that Shane Van Gisbergen was on the pod this week? Now, what the hell's going on between him and Scafey, please? Uh, he was correct, um, and he was very forthright. It was a, a, a very open conversation with Shane. I'm kind of grateful that he felt comfortable um, to come on the podcast and talk about all kinds of things, not just the events of Newcastle. He's put his hand up. He's very respectfully put his hand up and admitted that uh, he could perhaps have handled things in the, the post-race better. Um, he was kind of making a silent protest about um, not being able to, in, in his eyes, talk as freely as he wanted to about the new generation cars. Um, but he put his hand up and, and admitted, you know, as a champion, I can grow. I can, I can perhaps do better than that. But it has been difficult uh, between he and Mark Scaife with some comments that have happened since then. Um, I, I sense, boys, that they've cut deep. But I do hope that he and Shane, that Mark Scaife, who's a great champion of our sport and done some amazing things, and Shane's obviously the current era champion. Um, I really hope they can sit down next week prior to the Grand Prix and, and iron this out. That, that's uh, a wish that not just me, but plenty in the business have. Yeah, I can imagine. And uh, now, Rusty, did you have to eat a little bit of humble pie after? <laughs> the... <laughs> I mean, Oscar Piastri was in the top 10 in the F1 qualifying in the Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I am the world's worst tipster. That's what I think we learned on last week's show, isn't it? So, uh, in short, um, we, when we were talking about it, I, I think the general feeling in the paddock is that, that, and they've had a big shake up there in terms of some of their, their personnel and engineering team this week. So, things aren't perfect. We thought it would be some time before we'd see um, glimpses uh, of potential in that car. What I think we saw in that Saudi Arabian qualifying session was just how good Oscar is as a driver. To get that thing into the, to what they call Q3, the top 10, was a, a sublime effort from him. That puts him in a great um, a great shape, if you will, coming into his home race, race in Melbourne. Yes, the race in Saudi Arabia didn't necessarily go to plan, but that was a super job. And a bit of fun here, boys. Let me tell you, 
his voice is being used. Oscar's voice is being used for tram announcements in Melbourne. Oh, so no. it's making your way to the right. Grand Prix. There you go. Oh, <laughs> hell. Now, uh, a big topic at the moment in the motorsport industry is Lewis Hamilton's future. What's going on? Is he going to suit up with Red Bull or not? I don't know. I mean, the, the Red Bull team boss, Christian Horner, was asked by the Sky broadcast team about this. He says there's no real window of opportunity for them. They're happy with their drivers. Uh, many are wondering whether um, he will leave Mercedes at the end of the year. Will he still? He's still quite hungry. Will he try and chase an eighth world title with someone else? Will he go to Ferrari, for example? Um, but the boss at Mercedes has also said, Toto Wolff, he's also said he's confident that they'll be able to keep Lewis. Dominant once again, Rusty. Thank you so much for jumping on board the Dead Set Legends. Love your work, guys. Have a great weekend. See ya. Cheers, Rusty. That's Rusty from Bendix Breaks. Put your foot down with confidence. 16 minutes away from 11 o'clock for your Saturday morning, Adelaide. It's the Dead Set Legends. Great to have Betfair on board as well. And we're oh, everywhere yeah. at the moment. I'm in Adelaide, Rocky's in Brisbane, and uh, Fergus is in Stool. Can you believe that's it? That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Filling the pockets. I'm in a, a hotel that resembles American Psycho, oh, the, the, the movie, I reckon it was. It was, uh, yeah. It looks like we could be in the uh, on the set of Boogie Nights or something like that, taking us back to the 70s. Oh, it could be. Or a set of Brokeback Mountain, even, because I saw Trent <laughs> Kelly walk past you with the tower wrapped around him, mate. I saw it, and I tell you, what has he beefed up? <laughs> <laughs> I'll let him know you said that. He, he's going to somehow get himself up to bowl four overs in this game for Manu today. I don't know how he's going to do it. He's rubbing... Voltaren gels, he's, he's got <laughs> tiger balm going into it. I see There's him, all sorts happening. I see him in the background there. He's got a poo brown shirt on, which yeah. resembles the brickwork in the motel there. <laughs> he's fitting right in stall. Don't worry about that, T. Kelly. Oh, unbelievable. Oh, hey, me. boys, throughout the week, I think it was on yesterday on Rue Dits and Loz for breakfast, Josh Rochelle joined the team. And, um, well, just an exciting young player and fantastic to have the Crows we had the partnership with Triple M as well on board for the next couple of years. But he is an excitement machine there, uh, Piggy Boy. Yeah, he certainly is. He burst on the scene last year. I think, he, what did he kick, five on debut or mm. maybe six? Yeah. Uh, round one against Fremantle last year. And then he had his injury concerns at the back half of the year. But he's a real bonus to, to have back in that mix for the Adelaide Crows. And he's going to be a superstar one day at Adelaide Oval. Yeah, and here he is talking about time in the midfield in 2023. How are you enjoying the time in the midfield? Is that a progression that uh, looks like it'll happen more and more? Yeah, I think so. I think um, it's working pretty well with Jake Saligo and myself at the moment. We're doing like a similar role position, working a fair bit in pre-season. But we've got a lot of versatility going through that at the moment. Myself, Rankin, Keys, Luke Pedler when he's fit and firing. So I've got some firepower ahead. I don't know about you, Fergus, but I'm loving these kids coming in and having an impact straight away like we've seen it sort of 20 years ago I think there's a the, the famous one was Cade Simpson his first three games donuts in terms yeah. of disposals and we saw Ashcroft come in in his second game last night with 31 of them Harry Sheasel yeah. last weekend for North Melbourne 34 yeah. it's just brilliant no it is Th- these kids are ready to go when they walk into AFL sides these days and uh, it, it just adds to the excitement especially for some of the teams that are languishing down the bottom end of the table. You know, they're looking for a reason to get on board again. Well, I'll tell you what, Sheasel gave the Roos fans every reason to sign up again for this season. And Rochelle was the same last year, hit the ground running, really amped up the excitement around some of these young players. It's brilliant. Ashcroft doing the same, Rock. 
Yeah, it certainly is. And it's great for the competition when these young kids burst onto the scene and, and Dacos, the Dacos brothers. But oh, yeah. uh, Nick's been stunning so far and he was he was almost best on ground again last week. So it's really good that they can come in. And they what they do, these young kids, when they come into a, a team environment, they can breathe um, energy. You remember a couple of years ago when... Uh, Butters, Rosie, mm. Dersma all burst onto the scene as well at Port Adelaide. It just brings new life and, and energy to the group. How was that for you, Rock? Did, was that, did, did you feel that personally or was it others around you? No, nah, it certainly was. When, when they came in, you, 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 um, it brings a sense of enjoyment and, and they just go out there and play and have, have a good time. They don't stress too much about um, structures and stuff like that. You, you just pull them into line. As an older player, Like you, you try and set them up as best you can, but you want them to go out there and play on instincts, and that's what you love about young kids that come in. They just go out there, play on instincts. that They haven't been moulded into the team system completely yet, so they just play with a bit of flair, and, and it breathes energy into the group. Dacos and Horn Francis today is a mouth-watering one, Fergus. Yeah, how good is that going to be? I, look, I'll tell you what, we're seeing a different Jason Horn francis to what we saw last year. There's no doubt about it. And and Port Adelaide have certainly, um, they've prided themselves on being able to bring players in and turn them into better players and better people. Well, he started like a house on fire last week. He's going up against one of the cleanest cup players in the AFL. It's going to be an interesting mix. We talked a little bit earlier about we've got the mulleted young man from Port, mm. and then we've uh, who's got a real hard edge to him, and then we've got the clean, clean skin. You know, the crisp sort of ball user, and and maybe slightly more outside player in in Dacos. It's going to be a great contrasting battle. Yeah, and then you look at older or bigger guys, so sort of key position players. They take a couple of years, and we're really seeing Darcy Fogarty start to blossom oh, now yeah. for the Adelaide Crows as well. So these these kids that come in that, that play the half-forward role or, or midfield, they can burst onto the scene where it takes a key position a couple of years to get going, and, and I think we're really starting to see the best of Darcy Fogarty now. I like yeah. it. Very, very exciting for both teams here in South Australia. Going to get a whole preview out of Rocky after 11 o'clock to see how the Adelaide Crows can win, and the same with Port Adelaide. It's a dead set legends on 104.7 Adelaide's Triple M. Six minutes away from 11 o'clock for your Saturday morning, Adelaide. It's the dead set legends. Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson and Tomo and the Rub. From 11.30 today, oh, Triple yes. M will be rocking football. Bernard, Vince, JB, Purple should be absolutely brilliant. And Billy Brown as well. He may turn up. We're not sure about Billy. <laughs> he could be anywhere. We don't know. <laughs> it's been, been an interesting show so far, though, Rock. Yeah, it certainly has been. We've been scrambling uh, just before the show went to air. We couldn't quite get audio connected all, all set oh. up, but... Uh, some of our best work didn't go to air, and Tomo, I'll tell you what, you were struggling a bit earlier this morning. Oh, okay. What do you mean? Uh, tough times for <laughs> yeah. Tomo. Really? Press play. Oh. Yeah, that's Maybe. it. It's just like buying and selling on the stock Martin market, I should say, <laughs> but way more fun. Gamble responsibly. <laughs> Could be a thought it was a Doc Martin. Oh, Do- was it John Martin's? That, that place shut down back in the 80s, didn't it? Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, and then, oh, I'll tell you what, Rocky hasn't been the sharpest either, Tomo, has he? Oh four triple five, oh four seven. Golgan, just extraordinary. That's, this. Oh, yeah, that's was, an interesting. That, what was that, that was, text line again, there, that, Tomo? What that was, was that was, text line? That was three years 04 ago. Oh four triple five. <laughs> Oh, four, seven, Golgan. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, uh, Rocky hadn't been sharp all morning, if I'm going to be brutally honest about it, and you boys don't even know this is happening, but um, we've done something behind the scenes here and put in a fair bit of work, but get the man right. of Triple M footy and dominated last night on the call. Brian Ta- Taylor oh, no. joins us. BT, hello, mate. 
Uh, good afternoon, boys. Rocky, if I could get hold of you now, I would rip your eyeballs out and strangle you quite violently um, because I believe that you were unfairly criticising my, my athleticism lack oh, of last night, and I am extremely disappointed to hear that from you, Tom. Well, BT, I'm really pissed off. let's hear this live. Oh, the Channel 7 commentators had to run out of the ground because I think they lost uh, audio and stuff as well. Matthew Richardson sprinted across the ground to get off so play could resume. Brian Taylor, oh, he waddled for about four metres before he gave up, blowing too hard. He's still on the ground. They're ready to start play. And Brian's still dragging his heels. Get off the ground. Oh, no, BT. What's going on? Now, that, now I thought we were rocky about broadcasting the truth, mate. That is not what happened. You took advantage of the radio medium where people could not see what was going on to actually lie about what happened. I walked quite briskly to the other side of the gamma and I walked back quite briskly. Uh, and why, why, why the attack, mate? But everyone was off the ground. Richo just sprinted across to get back up to the box, and you're just walking off the ground, and, and the umpires are ready to press play and bounce the ball, no. and you're in the centre no, square. They you're, you're on the no, cricket pitch. Still... What were you doing? Number one, no, you're taking the advantage of those pitches. You really are being... Brian, Brian, yeah, what no. gets me is is Rocky shouldn't really be throwing stones no, in glass houses. Let's on, like, uh, when we're talking about yes. athleticism, what are we talking about here? Uh, Fair dinkum. We're talking about a 44-gallon drum uh, without <laughs> legs at the moment. That's, that's how I would describe Rocky at the moment. Uh, in fact, he, he tried... Luckily, he came into the studio last night. The only way to get into our studio was we had good double doors. So, uh, <laughs> but he did struggle to get in the triple M single door. And then he had to ask everyone to stand while he walked in behind the bench. And he jumped in. They need the double doors there to get you and Hodgie oh. through the oh, oh. Uh, now well, Hodgie's... Um, VT, let's straighten up, mate. Um, you know, Brisbane way too good last night, but do we scrap the rule? Like, what the hell? What are we all waiting for when it, something like that does happen? Yeah, it is interesting. I, 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 I thought the game probably should have been called off. Why put those players at any 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 risk of injury um, mm. with such a long break? We know they had a chance to warm up, but it's just not the same. You can see when the players come out, even Melbourne early when they come out, they weren't absolutely committed to the physical nature of the game and the way that it had been played in the three quarters previous. So I'm just wondering, is there a point in the game where you get to that is somewhere in the last quarter and if something like that happens, the scores stay as they are mm. at that point in time? I mean, it just it, it does make you wonder. Lots of things didn't quite add up at the Gabba last night. For instance, no emergency lighting, no emergency generators, no emergency announcement to the public that was sitting there about what's happening. Um, there were a lot of things that didn't happen last night. Mm. And and BT, you're off to uh, call a cracking contest. We're all looking forward to this mouth-watering Collingwood taking on Port Adelaide in the Prison Bar Showdown today at the MCG. Yes, about to drive into the ground. Now, this should be a cracking game. This, this game, two weeks ago, I was thinking, oh, yeah, you know, okay. <laughs> now... I'm th- now I am thinking, I had a good chat with Chris Fagan last night before the game, and he was talking about how good Port Adelaide were 
the week before and um, you know he couldn't have given them a, this was all off air and, and wasn't being used in any way mm. he, he couldn't have given them a bigger rap mm. they are when they're, they're sort of saying that when they're up and running and on fire they really do draw further enthusiasm from that if you get on top of them early it can be a different story but once they get up and going they are they are a very good outfit they're going to they're going to cause some issues this year yeah, we'll just make sure you don't get that fat ass stuck out on the ground oh, again on, today, on, BT. Rock. Oh, hang on, Rock. Rock. Oh, now, Rock, he's just going with the cheap shots. You, you and Brayshaw, it's hard with the same brush, mate. You've, you've just got this cheap shot approach about you. Instead of dealing with, you know, niceties and treating people with respect, you know, I could, of course, lodge a complaint right now about perhaps bullying. I don't know, or unfair harassment. At least, um, at least Brayshaw's relevant. <laughs> <laughs> you should see Rocky jiggling around behind his mic at the moment, BT. Oh, he'd be twitchy, he'd be twitchy, and when, when I see him next, he'll be twitchier. Uh, Bristol, well, thanks so much for joining us on the Dead Set Legends, mate. Good calling today. Good on you, boys. Thanks, mate. Cheers. BT. God, you are pathetic. You are right. <laughs> <laughs> you are pathetic. <laughs> Smack on 11. 104.7 Adelaide's Triple M. It's the dead set legends. Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson and Tomo. It's been a different show. Uh, <laughs> Rocky's up in Brisbane broadcasting live out of there and uh, Ferg's in stall. <laughs> yeah. Yep. The stool gift. Stool is, and it's in country Victoria. You're minutes off lining the pockets playing for the community cricket side there, Fergus. Yeah, yeah, I've been recruited into Brad Hodge's retirement tour, which is five years old as we speak. And uh, fair to say it's all going towards him yep. and, and his cause. It's a great cause, he tells me. So I'm, I'm down here ready to play another game of cricket. Oh, God. Uh, how did we go last night? Did we get a couple off the, off the wood at the local? Uh, by the time we got in, everything had shut up. It was a ghost town around here. But uh, thankfully, thankfully, there are a few forex forex uh, gold tins in the back. Trent made sure he's. Well, Trent was about nine deep by the time oh, no. we got here. Trent Kelly, former Redback, so he's currently rubbing Voltaren gel into his into his calf, trying to get himself up after he popped a calf yesterday. Oh, it's man. a bit of a shambles over here. A bit like Rocky trying to get to air today. Yeah, that wasn't good either, Rock. <laughs> no, it certainly wasn't. But talk about a couple of cricketers that should have played more test uh, cricket, Hodge and Ferguson yep, featuring call. down there today. And mm-hmm. uh, I thought you would have been on the Coopers, a, a family friend of the, the show, the Coopers. I thought you would have had a, a box in the back of the car there, Fergus. But let's move yeah, on. Yeah, as AFL. I said, I wasn't the one that packed the beers. So unfortunately, <laughs> I couldn't get a Coopers mild ale into me. <laughs> Runs away from that pretty quick, doesn't he, our man? Yeah, he certainly does. He... Uh, it's all about uh, Cal Ferguson in Cal Ferguson's world, isn't it? But um, let's move on to AFL action today. Adelaide Crows take on Richmond at the Adelaide Oval. And, and Chris Dittmar, the best caller in the game, uh, will be heading that call with Bretton Yates as well. So really looking forward to this contest. But the damning stat for the Adelaide Crows last week, they just need to get back to basics and, and what they do well. We know how much talent they've got in that forward half now. They're really topped up with Rochelle Rankin going through there as well. They had zero tackles inside 50 last week. Their forward pressure was non-existent, and that's why they got found out in that second half. You compare that to the the Giants. They had 18 tackles inside 50 to Mm. to zero. So that's a damning stat on their small forwards. They're they're tall forwards you expect to to join in, and they might pinch one or two tackles here, but but you need your small forwards getting aggressive, locking that footy in the front half, give, give themselves an opportunity. And if they don't do that today against Richmond... 
Richmond's brand of footy is that surge mentality where they just get the footy from the back half and lock it in their front half, knock it on. If, if Adelaide's pressure isn't at the level, they'll get found out today. Rocky, is that just a lack of fitness? We know it was hot. We know it was tough up there, but the Giants managed to get it done. Was that just effort and, or fitness? What was it? I don't think it's fitness. I don't think you can knock fitness in round one. Well, you, you'd hurt, certainly hope not. I think it's a mindset. It's a mindset from those small forwards. They, they're thinking offense only. You need to think defense, particularly as a small forward. That's how you get your game going. If you're not touching the footy, you need to make those tackles. We heard Toby Green and Tex both say it's the hardest game they've played in physically, and Josh Rochelle was on breakfast throughout the week. It took us a good couple of days. Like most mm. of us would have lost between three and four kilos just from the sweat, sweat and um, and then again fly home. Mm-hmm. So it took us a good couple of days. We had a good hit out on Wednesday, and I think yeah, most guys are prepared well for this weekend. Could be a big impact on that if everyone's lost a couple of kilos. Takes a bit to to put that back on in a week, Rock. I might have to go somewhere like that to lose a couple of kilos, but um, that's it's pretty standard, I think, to lose anywhere from sort of one to th- to two kilos. But but anything above that's pretty extreme in those conditions, and that makes me a little bit nervous hearing that for the Adelaide Crows because we know how important recovery is, and if you can't get the fluids in and rehydrate, and if it took them three or four days. They're still in that phase of, of not being ready to play, I don't think, this weekend. And what about at the MCG, mate? Should be, well, at least 50,000, 60,000 there with Collingwood and the Port Adelaide, oh, yeah. pal? Yeah, I think so. I think everyone sort of would have looked at this game at the start of the season. We just had Brian on before thinking that maybe it's it's not going to be the, the best game. But this could be potentially the game of the round. It, it shapes that mm. way. Collingwood play that exciting brand of footy. They just go after the contest and, and get after it. And they play with so much enjoyment. But the way Port Adelaide played last week... I don't think anyone's seen that coming except for internally. And I spoke to a few people down at Port Adelaide this week and they said they surprised themselves how good they were. They got a bit of a clip after the the trip over to Perth. The the playing group came back and and they got whacked and, and they went about it the right way from all reports. And, and, and I'd expect them to go over there full of confidence this weekend. And if they can um, repeat what they did, they smashed Brisbane in contested footy and clearances. If they do that today at the MCG... They win that. They win this game of footy. Well, the form line stacks up, Rock. Like I, I look at what Brisbane went and did to what was probably the team of the first round in Melbourne last night. You've got to think. Well, if Port were able to do that to Brizzy, you know they'll go over full of confidence, and they've got to be every chance of knocking off Collingwood, who I've I've really rate as I've mentioned. I'm the only one on the on the panel here that actually put them in the eight quite remarkably. But um, I think they're every chance. Do you, do you see it that way? You know, do you see them yeah. um, knocking off Collingwood today? Yeah, well, I think the um, the form from both teams, you look at Geelong, they're not going as well as what we previously thought and Port Adelaide are, are flying considering that they touched up Brisbane last week. Time to get out of here, boys, and good luck to you, C. Ferguson. You'd be Thank d- you. You're donning the whites down there in a charity game. Is, is that right? No, I'm going to need all the help I can get ready to this game. <laughs> we'll be lining Brad Hodges' pockets. Don't worry about that. Triple M deflection is just incredible from our man. Um, Down to third man for one. Rocky, you have a great day as well, mate, and uh, enjoy whatever you're doing. And the family out there have an absolute beauty. It's been the Dead Set Legends for another Saturday morning. Until then, we'll see you next week.